This is the Information Brief, a Holyoke Media Service with the most recent updates of relevance in the city of Holyoke and the Pioneer Valley. I am Johan Rashivega, and this is the information for Wednesday, April 8th of 2020. Massachusetts Attorney General is launching her own independent investigation on the events at the Holyoke Soldiers' Home. Holyoke City Council held on Tuesday evening its first ever virtual meeting. Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno blasts against MIMA and state and federal government, demands to get masks for first responders. This is the information. This Wednesday, the Massachusetts Attorney General, Maura Healy, announced she is launching her own independent investigation on the events that led to the death of now 27 residents at the Holyoke Soldiers' Home. In a written statement, Attorney General said, quote, Our office is launching an investigation into Holyoke Soldiers' Home to find out what went wrong at this facility and determine if legal action is warranted. My heart goes out to the families who lost loved ones under these tragic circumstances. End of quote. This investigation adds to the one order by Governor Baker, and it could have an additional investigation led by the State House, as State Representative Aaron Vega shared with us on his legislative update made this past Friday, April 3rd. There will be there is a private investigation going on. The governor appointed a private lawyer to do a private investigation to kind of find out what happened. Uh, the legislature is also looking into an oversight hearing. You could think of it when that, um, when that tragedy happened in New Hampshire with that... Uh, Young driver who tragically killed a bunch of motorcyclists. Uh, the governor sent a, did a private investigation, but the legislature also did an investigation because there may be new legislation we need. There may be new oversight or systems in place that we need to put forward. In a communication sent this Wednesday by the Executive Office of Health and Human Services, it is reported that by Tuesday evening, 100% of veteran residents' healthcare proxies have been reached and provided with a clinical update on their loved ones. All veterans who have tested negative are being continuously evaluated by clinicians and tests are being reordered based on medical status. The team has ordered retesting for 18 veterans as of today, and they will continue to order additional tests. Staff testing is being wrapped up today for on-site employees. The total numbers at the Holyoke Soldiers Home as of Wednesday are Veteran resident deaths, 27, 20 of them positive, 3 pending, 3 negative, 1 unknown. 62 veteran residents have tested positive. 134 veteran residents have tested negative. 46 have been transferred, 91 remain on site. And 68 staff are tested and with a positive outcome. 210 staff tested negative. Welcome to everyone for our very first ever Zoom uh, virtual city council meeting. 
something new every time. Um, with that, be you know, to try and make it official, the, the clerk is on. We're going to have her call the roll, record attendance uh, for the members of the public, uh, our citizens. We're still here. Uh, as you can see, department heads are online looking to help out and get things done. So if you have questions, I know people have called us, emailed us, Facebooked us. Thank you. Um, and keep reaching out to us. We are here. Government is still going. So please don't think that it has stopped in any way, shape, or form. As we are hearing from City Council President Todd McGee, this Tuesday, April 7, the Holyoke City Council held its first ever virtual meeting to address government issues that involve mostly approval of budgets. The two-hour session had a full-body presence by its members who were able to run a session that saw an agenda of 17 items that included the release of $100,000 for new voting machines, a financial transfer for the Holyoke Veterans Affairs Office, budgeting for stabilization, veteran benefits, firefighters, injured, on duty, a grant for child passenger safety seat distribution, the Pioneer Valley Planning Commission emergency COVID-19 funding, the COVID-19 Community Development Block Grant funds from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, an order to fill pothole streets repaved, and an order to the Board of Health to give the City Council weekly briefings. Also, an order that the City Council support the request in a resolution to Governor Baker with regards to the Holyoke Mall similar to that adopted in New York. While the session moved smoothly for the most part, there was, however, a topic that re-emerged in the conversation regarding panhandling. During the discussion to accept the Planning Commission emergency COVID-19 funding, Councillor David Bartley inquired to the Director of the Board of Health, Shan Gonzalez, the Board's position on panhandling and suggesting this should be the time to do something to prevent this, comparing other municipalities like Ludlow or Westfield, like places with less transient population like the one in Holyoke. Uh, but Sean, as we travel through, through the city and as I speak with uh, uh, police, um, the transient population that you referenced um, for, for example, uh, under, underneath the, uh, uh, the the Muller Bridge by the uh, by the Rotary, I understand there's a transient population in Springdale on the uh, Connecticut Riverside, the Dyke. I am continuing uh, continuing to see uh, panhandlers throughout the city. No stoppage whatsoever in that business, Sean. No none. Three ninety one Kmart Plaza. Route 91, Hamden Street, I could go on. And nothing being done. I've got to know the Board of Health's position on this. What can be done about this? How are you effectuating this, which we have ordinances on the book, books to, to prevent this? If there was ever a time, in my opinion, to sort of curtail this activity in, a, in, a, in, an, in an upfront way, now would be the time. So we do not enforce panhandling. Uh, from what I have discussed with the law department and read elsewhere, that panhandling is a protected First Amendment right, and that we do not have the effort to stop that or to cease it. I believe we've had meetings about this in the past. I've t spoken to the police about it. There is no city 
effort to as long as someone is not being aggressive i don't know that there is any effort to dissuade people from doing so i i've been told that that's it's not legal to ban that or to stop people from from doing so we have ordinances on the book sean now i'm not saying that that it's i just want you to consider it that's that's all because this this these are kind of extraordinary circumstances i understand there is that there is a first amendment right uh to panhandle i i also understand that you don't you you rarely see this in in other municipalities ludlow comes right to mind westfield comes right to mind <clears throat> i cannot believe that they do not have a similar transient population maybe not as uh not as extreme as other municipalities, but they have it. So I'm I'm curious as to as to why. I mean, if, if somebody's going to roll down their window and and give if they're well within six feet for sure. Uh, I mean, from a board of health perspective, I, I would suggest that you might want to you might want to consider speaking with Chief Febo, speaking with the law department again in these in these extraordinary circumstances. That's all. Duly noted, right. Councilor Leahy. Yeah, thank you, Councillor President uh, McGee. Um, I kind of actually just want to piggyback on what Councillor Bartley had said. I received a phone call, and this um, this reference that she was going to uh, uh, call or email um, other councillors as well. So you guys might be um, uh, familiar with who I'm talking about. But nonetheless, uh, this person is uh, just referencing one area. It's the fire station in front of. Um, I'm sorry, it's the, the, the island in front of the fire station where this person is. Uh, is aggressive and is not standing on um, a sidewalk uh, or a medium. It's actually stand, this person is standing in the middle of the road. Now, as you all know, I've, I've spoken very passionately about panhandling before and, and people have significant issues. <coughs> However, there is, uh, this person's coming up within six feet of people's windows. If a person has a window row down, in case, this situation where this this uh, lady uh, had children in the car and the person came up to the window um, and she was concerned about, you know, this whole six foot uh, issue and the person came up to the window. So she called me and um, I said, we're having a city council meeting and I want to discuss this. Um, so Sean, can you discuss that aspect of it? I know that you don't patrol that, that that's the police department, but we well, I guess my, my primary advice would be not to roll down the window and interact with anybody. And then the secondary advice would be if someone is aggressive, regardless of what their base purpose is, panhandling or otherwise, that's a police matter. I mean, that's harassment. If somebody is being aggressive or is entering somebody's space unwanted, I, I think there doesn't need to be a panhandling aspect involved there. That that seems like a police matter on its own. All right, so let me just get you this straight. So their rights of standing there, they have more rights than a person that on a nice day like today cannot drive and stop at a red light and they have to roll up their windows now? I don't know that I can stop someone from standing in a public space. Um, I mean, if we're going to stop people from standing in a public space, we would have to do it with everybody. I, I, I don't know how I can individually tell someone you're not allowed to be here. Um, it's not a public space. It's the middle of the road. I would say, I would. I, I guess I would understand because years ago when Councillor McGee and I were in high school, we used to hang around in front of friendlies and we would get shoved off pretty quickly. Um, that was a, a public sidewalk, but this is- By the, the Board of Health? <laughs> by, by a lot of people. This question was removed by a motion made by Councillor Greeny, so the grant could be approved. However, and putting his previous inquiry in contradiction, Councillor Bartley tried to convey, in a less than subtle tone, 
He was asking the Board of Health about panhandling because he wanted to make sure the transient population will be assisted. And that was why, Mr. President, I just want to just one, one last comment. Uh, I, I wasn't making a, a political stance, uh, although I have in the past, uh, relative to, to the panhandling population. And, and I get frustrated when I say things and they, they get mischaracterized. I, I don't think it's intentional, but it, it was frankly about the health care. That was it. So I know we want to move the question, the $20,000. I know we want to do that. But I want to get some kind of clear guidance from the Board of Health that the twenty thousand is going to help the most most effective affected part of the population, which I think are the transients in Holyoke. I mean, I didn't hear anything, any specific comment, even though in that agenda it, it lays out pretty clearly that the transient population can be assisted. So it's my hope that that the department head has given some thought to this. And, and really, whether you know whatever it is, I don't want to enumerate anything, but but there there's got to be a way to do that to protect not just the public, but of course to protect them. Well, counselor, I, I, I just think that's vital. You, no, you you're, you're you're fine, and no one said you're out of order or anything else. It, when a motion is made, that's what we do. We we follow the rules, and you were I didn't stop you when you were talking on it because the Pioneer Valley grant. As it, as it states in its thing is that the city can use the funds to cover expenditures already incurred in response to COVID-19. Anticipated expense can be for surveillance and cease, uh, surveillance and case identification, monitoring of travelers, data management, isolation and quarantine, which would include, but not limited to, housing, security, environmental control, cleanup, so on. So uh, you were on point, counselor, but people had already spoken when a point that, 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 that's in order to move you're always fair I'm not worried about it I just want just to make the point that's it thank you you can watch the city council meeting on our website holyokemedia.org and also on the link posted on our social media pages in other informations, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno held a press conference this Wednesday and he made a strong statement demanding the first responders get the necessary personal protective equipment, including N95 masks. After he was informed that MIMA didn't process an order for 3,000 masks because first responders don't qualify. No excuse. No excuse whatsoever. And I don't understand, and I'm going to work my way down from the federal level, why the Defense Act was not put into place well over a month ago to have these supplies ready to go for governors and mayors across the United States of America. And not for each and every one of us cannibalizing each other and fighting amongst each other, paying or trying to get these supplies. So shame on them, shame on them. Now my issue in dealing with MEMA and the state, and we were never told, never told, when that recent shipment came in from Mr. Kraft and Governor Baker, that first responders would not have access, along with our caring and heartfelt hospital doctors and nurses to the NK95 or N95 masks. I put in an order for those masks with MEMA 
well over two weeks ago. As a city, myself, I directed my CAFO, TJ Plan, to pursue on our own, on our own, wherever we can get these hands, get our hands on these masks, on our dime. And that's been quite difficult. So as we continue to try to bring our own supply in, a shame on the federal government. There's no way that hospitals should be undersupplied with this. There's no way that states should be undersupplied with this. And a recent article in, in some of the publications across the country about what's going on with FEMA here and confiscating supplies being diverted. But I'm asking, I'm not asking, I'm demanding, not only from the federal government, but I'm demanding from MEMA, get me those N95, KN95 masks. You have them, we need them. Stay in the know with Holyoke Media. We are reporting different announcements, services, and updates in the local, state, and federal level related to the COVID-19 emergency. This service is available in English and Spanish for our community in the city of Holyoke and the Pioneer Valley. This is the information we have for today. We will continue updating and following up as soon as more information becomes available. If you have questions or information to share with us as well as your concerns, you can contact us on our different outlets on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and podcast distribution platforms. Also, we are broadcasting on Holyoke Cable Channel 15. Remember to wash your hands frequently, don't touch your face, and keep a safe distance if you need to be out while also using a facial cover or mask. This has been the Information Brief for April 8, 2020. I'm Johan Rashivega. You're watching Holyoke Media.